Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome into the fourth podcast episode of The Ramblin' Rabbi. Hope you will enjoy, stay a while, and as always, looking forward to hear your feedback as we talk about some of the biggest stories in sports and also share a thought for the week that can help power us through the week, giving us the energy we need. Let's jump right into the biggest story of coming out of the NBA. Many players have been commenting on if they will be playing this season because of the current situation, racial injustice, etc., like Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, and others not wanting to play and saying that going to play basketball is a bunch of baloney. I'm not going to use the words they actually used, but they're not going to be playing because they feel that it's just an absolute hypocrisy to play. I don't agree with that at all. I don't believe that true. And in fact, playing basketball might actually give this issue the biggest chance to actually be resolved, the issue being racial injustice. There's no question that once sports begins, that's where our attention's going to be. We all want it. We all want to see it. We can't wait to be entertained by it get back to somewhat of normalcy. Yes, there won't be fans there, etc., but we get to see sports, things that matter to us in the sports world. That being the case, there will be a huge audience, no question about it, from all sides of this political spectrum watching the games and the players. They have a great opportunity to further this conversation that needs to be had in this country. They can do it in many different ways that are acceptable to all. Post-games, start off post-game interviews with, you know, before we talk basketball, these are things that need to be addressed. These are places that you can make contributions. These are things we need to see. There's just, just one way of many, many ways. The things that they wear before games or after games, promoting change in a positive and good way. That's something they can do, and everybody will see. Kind of like if you remember the Ice Bucket Challenge where everybody was doing it to raise money for and awareness for uh, ALS. And um, you can do something very similar for this situation too. It's all up to the players, and they are really uh, a band of brothers, if you will. They do a lot together. This is the NBA. They're the most progressive, and Adam Silver usually has their back. So I really disagree with Kyrie. I really disagree with Dwight Howard. I know I saw that the Lakers said there's no discord, although Dwight has not mentioned basketball yet. They are planning on having their full roster. And I think for Kyrie Irving, it's easier to say that when your team really isn't going to be in the playoffs because you've been shut down. So it's kind of hard to take that at 100%, knowing that you don't have a real stake in the actual games that matter. And Patrick Beverly had a tweet, I think, that really sums it all up. If LeBron is playing, we know we're all playing. It's just business, nothing personal. And he's right. There's no question about it. It's also interesting to note, LeBron was very vocal at the beginning of these protests that were going on, and I didn't agree with how he went about it, but everybody is welcome to their platform to use it as they feel. No problem. But where has he been in the last couple of days? I know he did a happy birthday for his son. Wonderful. Happy birthday, LeBron James' son. But why aren't you mentioning anything about playing basketball, using that as a platform, that you're encouraging all the other players to use it as a platform to make this change a reality for black lives and 
all minorities who are really struggling. This is a perfect opportunity, but yet you're silent. So to me, LeBron James, let's go. If you're going to put your money where your mouth is, which you have done in the past, here is a perfect time. The ball is on the tee. You can crush it out of the park. I know I'm cross-referencing sports here, baseball and basketball, but hold on and, and hang with me here. Here is an excellent opportunity for him to make a huge difference with everybody listening. Go for it. Why haven't you said anything? Your outrage is justified. You can feel how you feel, but here's your chance to now put that into an actionable item to further this with actual things happening. And there's no question about it that if he were to do that, most of the league, if not all of the league, would follow suit since he is the most popular player in the NBA right now, pretty much the greatest player in the NBA. Maybe you want to debate it, but the fact is he is the one who moves the dial. He's the one who sets the tone. He has a great opportunity right now to make it very clear. We're playing basketball, but we're playing basketball because of X, Y, and Z, and he can fill it out however he wants. And, you know, portions of these things will go towards different communities, uh, inner city communities, etc. This is an awesome shot. Like, this is your slam dunk, LeBron, and the NBA Players Association. You guys have been so good. You've been able to get the league back front and center in front of everybody. You're going to be starting. We're all excited about it. Use this platform to make the change you want. You go get it. Let's go now. Let's take a look at baseball. The MLB has just been an absolute disaster. You talk about pitchers trying to pitch around the corners, not wanting to give up that big, juicy fastball over the heart of the plate that's going to get crushed into the stands. Well, baseball's doing exactly that, and right now they're about to issue a walk, which means baseball ain't going to happen this season. Now, technically, baseball will happen this season due to the uh, contract that has been agreed upon for the most part between the Players Association and the owners. The question is how many games are we actually going to see? Is it going to be something closer to 48 games or something closer to 72 games? And the MLB just cannot, cannot get their act together. And it's really a shame because I believe that even if they do get baseball in and it's only 48 games, the damage done to baseball is going to be a lot more than just this season. It looks terrible, it sounds terrible, and to the average fan, they're not going to be interested anymore and definitely not going to be interested for 162 games if that is going to be happening going forward after this season. So I just don't see where baseball is going to stand to gain anything here if they don't come up with a proposal that both sides agree with in the next week or so because they are losing games every single day is another day flushed down the baseball toilet and they are completely losing the average fan base salary. And probably even fan bases who have not just the average fan who isn't a fan of a team, but even you know guys and, and gals who are fans of whatever team they're supporting, a lot of them are going to be thinking to themselves, I don't need this. They can't get their act together. There are other sports who have shown that they can deal and negotiate in good faith and get their sport, get their product out so that everyone can benefit and baseball cannot. And it's pretty much uh, a difference of about $300 million is where the give and take is really um, centered around between baseball's uh, players and the owners. Now, we could break it down into all of the particulars. I'm not going to go and do that. But the point here is 
we're going to know within a week or two what baseball is going to do. And I think it's going to say a lot about the direction that baseball is going to take going forward. And that direction is really going to be uh, a huge indicator on how fans are going to really appreciate this game going forward. I mean, on one hand, it's great to see all the players unified and agreeing that they don't want to take another pay cut. Everybody's on the same page. And they don't trust the owner's figures that is being presented to them, which is where the discord begins, is that there isn't that trust. And as we talked about last week, that's what makes the NBA so great, is that everybody is working together, even if it doesn't benefit every single person in that specific party, because they know that they're all in it together. They're willing to take the lump. And baseball just doesn't have that. And it's going to be a big problem. This one-time fix, even whenever it happens, whenever it does, isn't going to be good for baseball down the line. And so baseball has got to stop chewing around the edges, trying to make it work without really making it work. They're going to have to offer up the, that fastball down the plate. They're going to have to do that. And there's time that's running out. So get it going, baseball. Get it going. You know you've got that clock between pitches that baseball instituted, you can't keep wasting time. Well, baseball, you're on the clock, and your time is almost done. So you better get a deal done. Otherwise, baseball is going to be impacted big time, not just this year, for many years down the line. Just a quick note on soccer. Soccer is back. It has been back for a little while with the Bundesliga, but now we're getting to see the superstars like Messi and Ronaldo, and they looked pretty good. Messi especially looked great. Uh, key in uh, Barca's win and uh, Barcelona looked great so it's really good actually to have soccer back I hope that they do not have a shutdown I hope that none of the sports have a shutdown but uh, for fans of the pitch it's really great to see looking forward to the Premier League coming back as well and getting a will a well-rounded uh, dose of soccer if you will and hopefully we get to enjoy this game the beautiful game for a long time without any worries of coronavirus flaring up and causing it to shut down. I actually think it's great, in a certain way it's great, that there are no fans at these games, given the very racist nature of many of the fans in these cities across Europe. This has actually probably got to be really great for a lot of the minority players on these teams not to deal with all the heckling and harassment that they get, which is just so brutal on a day-to-day basis. So this is actually a really great reprieve for these soccer players. They can play. They can play free, not have to worry about all that garbage that usually comes down literally and figuratively from the stands, and they can just concentrate on playing soccer. Golf is back. That's right, and it was a very entertaining tournament, the Charles Schwab tournament. Interestingly enough, we've got a Jewish winner, and uh, that is fantastic. Daniel Berger coming up with an awesome win, a dramatic playoff victory at the Colonial. This was fantastic to see. Uh, Very enjoyable. A lot of heartbreak as well. But, you know, all the big stars who were at this tournament were pretty much in contention throughout the weekend, which is always good. Definitely a little eerie not hearing any of the crowd's roars and moans and groans with the misses and the makes and the putts, etc. But it was definitely a very entertaining tournament. Daniel Berger... Congratulations, or as we say, Mazel Tov. Fantastic. And uh, we'll see if this will uh, carry him into the next tourney. And um, looking forward to seeing more golf. And, of course, we want to see the biggest names out there, too. 
with uh, Tiger and Phil, etc. But it was good to see golf back in a competitive nature. All the big guys like DeChambeau, Rory, etc. really playing and in contention till pretty much the very end. So that is great news for golf. Didn't look like anyone had to shake off much of the rust. So looking forward to seeing more of that as the uh, season for golf continues. Another big story that's really been in the news for a little over a week now is what's going on with the NFL, their players. Last week's big story was with Drew Brees. We talked about that last week. But this week, we've got J.J. Watt chiming in. We've got um, a couple other players chiming in, like Baker Mayfield, etc., and tweeting and Greg Popovich commenting on the NFL. Here are my thoughts on this. I think what's going on is we are getting stuck in a side story. We're not staying focused as a nation, as a country, on the problem that we are facing. J.J. Watt wants to kneel. Great. Baker Mayfield wants to kneel. Great. I don't understand the fans that are losing their minds over them wanting to take a knee. It's not disrespecting the flag. This whole idea of disrespecting the flag needs to be put out the window. Why is there a national anthem before sports to begin with still boggles my mind. We don't do it before anything else. So what's what's going on here that we have to do it before sports? The last thing, the last place that uh, politics we hoped would stay clear of was sports, and that is completely out the window. I completely understand the players' frustrations. I get it. Um, I cannot say that I fully understand in totality, you know, uh, where, where what it must be like in their communities growing up, getting to where they are, etc. But it's got to stop where everybody's looking to find a way to be divisive. Understand that people look at things differently than you, and that's okay. It's fine that Goodell has to apologize to Kaepernick and offer him a place in the NFL is ridiculous. Colin Kaepernick had his chance. He decided to do it his way. He did not look good. I don't care if he's black, white, purple, red, 6'6", 5'9". The fact is he didn't do well, and no team is willing to offer a space, which is very coveted on an NFL roster, to somebody who wasn't good enough. Why can't we just accept that? He's not good, and that's okay. Players are good, and over time, they lose it. Colin had a good run there, a little run, but for whatever reason wasn't able to capitalize and made it to the Super Bowl, never took the next step. And that happens to many, many players, hundreds and hundreds over the years. That's okay. So let's stop making a big deal by the fact that he is not in the NFL anymore. He doesn't deserve to be there. And guess what? There are, again, hundreds if not thousands of players who are probably more talented than Colin Kaepernick that aren't in the NFL. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. I know I'm totally borrowing a phrase, but it, it's got to stop. Got to stop looking for excuses. He made his point. If there's something that we can gain from his position, fantastic, and move on. It's acceptable. Staying with football, Deshaun Watson 
DeAndre Hopkins petitioning Clemson to make changes to the name on their school. I'm, it's a very interesting uh, thing to do. I saw John Morant. I know we're uh, jumping into another sport there with John Morant from the Grizz- Grizzlies, but also petitioning uh, Murray, City of Murray, to do something uh, concerning statue. And my thoughts are, with all of these things going on, it's not the first time we're hearing about statues needing to be removed and names to be changed. The question you have to ask yourself is, if you could put yourself in their shoes, let's imagine for a moment that you could, and you've got to go to school every day, and on that school is the name of a person you know who treated your grandparents or your ancestors in a terrible, terrible manner. How would that make you feel? Would you be excited to say that you go to that school? Would you be proud to say the name of that school? Something to think about. There's no right or wrong answer, but I do think that they are completely justified in wanting to make that change. Now, the only question I have is, There are many other players who have come through these schools and have done tremendous things for the schools. Why has it not been brought up beforehand? Was there a reason? And if so, why does that not apply now? In other words, I'm not saying what what they're doing is wrong. They should totally do it. And if they feel that this name is a representation of so many things that is wrong to them, and especially if there are families that you know, these players and all these athletes that come through these schools and they have been personally affected, it it definitely has got to be quite a difficult feeling for these guys to come and play and support that school, Mm -hmm. even if, yes, they're not necessarily making money that's going to this specific family who's doing racist things. But it's got to be a difficult thing to do. So I only wonder, and I hope something will come out in the next couple of weeks or so that we get to see what is the impetus for it happening now versus five, six, seven years ago, or more than that, where that was not addressed or was it addressed, but it was not taken seriously. And now because of so much social media and public pressure, the schools are being forced to react. And once you go down that route of the public pressure forcing your hand it becomes a very slippery slope and that's the only caution i would have do these people have a right to what they're saying a hundred percent do i agree with what they're saying to a certain extent absolutely the question just becomes where do you start drawing the lines where you agree to do this but you don't agree to do that because we know you're not going to make everybody happy so it's just something that schools cities etc have to be um talking about as to what the line is for them and of course it's going to be a case-by-case basis and finally a thought for the week in the Torah portion of this week we talk about the Meraglim the spies that were sent on behalf of the Jewish people to scout out the land of Canaan Israel before they were to enter and this had disastrous effects the Jewish people get a bad report from 10 of the 12 spies and ultimately are banned from entering the land. That generation would not enter the land and would have to wander the desert for 40 years. 
What was so terrible? What was the crux of the issue, the heart of the matter, that these people, who we are told that the spies were actually really good people, what made them go so wrong to cause such a terrible episode to occur and a 40-year ban, if you will, from Israel? And the answer is, what was their goal? What was their purpose? What was driving them to do what they did? And the answer is, it was all about personal reward, personal gain, personal benefit. God told the Jewish people they would be going into the land. There was nothing to fear. So they had the greatest promise from God. But yet, they decided, nope, that's not enough. We need to see for ourselves, what are we going to benefit? And we see that clearly in the Torah. When Moses tells the spies, here is your job to look and see if the people are weak or strong, and if then, number two, the land is good or not good. So first check out the people, then check out the land. When the spies come back, their response was about the land first and then about the people. Why? Because they decided we're not going to go according to God's plan. We want to see what it is for ourselves, what we can stand to gain from this land by ourselves. And when they saw what they did, they changed the narrative of the story. And I think that has a very practical implication for how we live our lives. Why do we do the things that we do? Including standing up for uh, just causes. Is it because we just want to feel good and there's a certain personal gain that we feel and a certain benefit that we get and I can give myself a pat on the back because I did something good? Or are we making sure that the reason why we do things is because that's the ultimate goal? This is the divine plan that we're putting into play. And it's important because even when it comes to things that are good, we could still be doing them for the wrong reasons. Now, an act that is good counts no matter what. Even if the intention was not right, the fact is if a good action was done, that's a win. But we got to ask ourselves, when we go into things, when we make different decisions in life, Big decisions, small decisions, are we doing this only solely because of our own personal gain or are we doing this with the intention of carrying out the divine plan to make this world a better place? I'll leave you with that. Looking forward to our next podcast next week.